Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. Welcome, guys, to the What If Cast. We're here again, as always. Yeah. Doing it big, going up in the world, so up in fact, that we're going to the most, I don't want to say magical, divine, beautiful, whatever you want it to be place. And what place is that, Christine? That place is heaven. It just sounds so majestic. I feel like we always talk about hypotheticals in terms of, you know, creatures we see in fiction. And this heaven idea, you know, there's a lot of different historical workings about what a heaven could be or look like. And it's so varied between people and cultures. Yeah. Especially going off of that, taking a step back for a second. I know that not everybody believes in heaven. In fact, it's sort of a very specific thing that only a few religions or cultures have any sort of concept of. And I think the one that we're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably based off of the Christian conception of heaven, or at least the Judeo-Christian one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the idea that you're able to see your loved ones again is a big factor. But I'm sure that heaven as a concept for people is how they would want to be fulfilled. You know, a lot of people are missing their loved ones that have died. And that's a big reason for wanting to see them in the afterlife. But maybe, you know, people are starving or don't have access to water. Maybe their heaven looks like rivers and, you know, bountiful, plentiful water that they're able to have. So I think this is just the idea that you are going to be fulfilled at this place that you're visiting. Where do you think that particular conception of heaven comes from? I remember a long time ago, I watched an old Dane Cook comedy special, and he made the joke about how Christian people view heaven as like this big airport where you get greeted by all your your dead family members and stuff like that. And that's a joke, but I feel like it really is how people view heaven. Why do you think that is? Because I think for people today in the present, that's a big sense of their longing, of of their wanting to be reunited with people they love. Again, probably if people had other things they're really lacking in their life, you know, if they were struggling to survive, I'm just thinking of holes right now. Like their heaven was just getting to the top of that big hill and seeing water and onions and food. For the audience. When she says holes, she means the story, holes, the book and the movie. (laughs) Do you believe in heaven? Anything's possible. Do I believe that there's a place we go to after we die? I don't know. I I believe that, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot more that we can't see in terms of being. It could be nothing. It could be something, you know, I, I don't know. I have no facts on this. (laughs) it's an awesome concept, but I don't live my life with thinking I'm going to someplace better afterward. I live my life knowing I'm here and I could make this my heaven. I don't know is the real answer. That was quite the detailed, thoughtful answer. (laughs) How about you? No. (laughs) And let me clarify that. I was raised to believe in it. Obviously, I was raised in the Christian tradition. I really haven't retained a lot of that as I've gotten older. And at this point, I'm not sure I really believe in the the magical pearly gates, kingdom of heaven. On that note, I would not fault anybody for believing in that or wanting to believe in that. 
Was there a turning point for you from believing it to not believing it? There wasn't a turning point. Like a lot of that stuff, it stopped making sense to me personally. I kind of love seeing the world as a mystery because that is what it is for me. I mean, it, it doesn't seem likely if I'm going to be honest. It doesn't seem likely that there are souls, you know, looking down at us that people that have died are around. I don't know, but I don't want to brush it off because it's too cool. <laughs> too cool of a topic. I a hundred percent agree with that. You know me. I love fiction. I love stories. I feel like the greatest fictional setting that you can have in any story is heaven. I feel like the best stories visit heaven or have a vision of it at some point because it could be anything you want it to be in fiction. And so when it comes to the concept, when you're writing a story, oh, absolutely. I love heaven. Go for it. It almost relates to our previous episode. And here's why we were talking about being in the present, like really feeling where you are now, being grateful, like having that kind of bliss of a moment where you're not thinking of anything, you're just being. And that's what I feel like my heaven would be. I feel like it would be such bliss, just a feeling within me of, of such being in the present, being surrounded by people I love, but also feeling a deep sense of self, a deep sense of here I am. And not needing to worry about anything. Well, this is the what if cast. This is the topic that we've chosen. Let's get into it a little bit more. Let's say that both you and I have the opportunity to visit heaven. Heaven is real. How do we uh, transport there? We take like Santa Slay. We go in a magic fairy dust pool. Wrong episodes. We climb. Oh, what about like the ladder? Isn't there like the you know the the golden ladder in the sky that you have to kind of get at to go through the clouds? That's that's my vision. Are you thinking of Jacob's ladder? But hey, if you want to climb a golden ladder to heaven, it's going to take you a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. I I think it would be much more appropriate to have it be something like the Divine Comedy, where an angel just comes to you and says, "Come on, ah. let's go. Let me give you a tour." Ooh, what's the angel's name? Uh, in the Divine Comedy, it's Beatrice. Oh, okay. All right. So the angel comes in your window. How would he react? I'd be surprised. But I mean, the whole getting there is sort of mundane. What happens when we actually get there? <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about heaven. <laughs> well, I kind of already said my heaven a little bit. Just, just a tad that I would feel a great sense of self and present and bliss and no worries. But here's the thing. You would see all your past relatives that have deceased or friends or, you know, but also I feel like I would also want all my loved ones there that are also alive and maybe people that I would have wanted to meet, you know, just the universe knowing what would make me the most happy, who would make me the most happy, and just putting them all together in a big party room. It is funny, going back to it for just a second, the historical view of heaven, I feel like has changed so much. You have this very religious view of heaven, and then this more personalized heaven. Oh, yes. And right. I think that's the reason why the concept is so popular is because people want what you're talking about. They want mm. heaven to be this perfect forever that revolves around them. That's a little selfish. <laughs> well, yeah. People view heaven as their ultimate reward. I suppose so. Because I feel like the idea of an afterlife across the board, no matter what faith you're talking about, the idea of it to me 
comes about because people can only imagine themselves existing. And so they can, they like to imagine that they will exist. Okay. Even Total, after death. Okay. Side twist here, but social media is like a heaven in that sense. Then <laughs> I know you're putting your head down. All listeners like what the heck Christine, but hear me out because we are having a tailored digital realm that we visit and go to. And it, it specializes in everything we like and who we like and who we see. And after we die, it stays there. It's there forever. I cannot in any good conscience ever in my life compare any form of social media to heaven. <laughs> no, it's I, thanks. It's also a hell. It is not also a hell. It is purely and solely a hell. <laughs> Essay topic, social media, heaven and hell. Hear me out. Like I said before, I would never blame anybody for wanting heaven to exist because this idea that you will see people again, this idea that you'll be happy finally, this idea that everything will be perfect forever and ever, who wouldn't want that? It really is the ultimate comfort that you could ever imagine. And so, hey, if, if I'm going to heaven, I want it to be that. Who wouldn't? But how do you think your life would be affected if you visited there for, let's say, a couple of days, came back? Listen, way back in the day, when I had first gone to my college orientation, I was only there for maybe two days. It completely ruined the final half of my senior year of high school <laughs> because high school was so trash by comparison. <laughs> I think that if I could visit heaven and it was everything that I imagined, that would definitely ruin my life. So a while back when I was, I think, one or zero years old. I was eating baby food and I guess my dad and my uncle decided to give me ice cream when I wasn't supposed to have ice cream. You know, that was not in the timeline. I was way too young to be having that something that sugary, you know, and when they gave me that ice cream, my eyes lit up like, oh, my God, this is heaven. <laughs> and I'm sure that having baby food after that, you could not compare it. Now that is awful. It's why I didn't like, you know, vegetables for so long, I'm sure. What's your favorite fictional heaven? Putting aside the Christian one in the Bible and stuff like that. What's your favorite specifically fictional depiction of heaven? I honestly don't have too many examples, but there was one in some movie where the Backstreet Boys showed up. And that's all I could think of right now. <laughs> or maybe it was, is I want it that way in heaven. Is it supposed to be? Because like they're all in white and on clouds, I think. You're asking the wrong guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Christine, if you're listening to this, you got to be on the next episode. Clarify this. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you? I mean, there's plenty of good ones. A movie that I really like is What Dreams May Come, starring Robin Williams. That's a very, very detailed idea of what heaven could be like. There's so many creative ideas in that. It is a visually an amazing movie, not to mention very emotional. If you've ever read the medieval story of the death of Arthur, mm -hmm. the Knights of the Round Table story, King Arthur has a dream where he sees Sir Gawain in heaven. And Gawain's heaven is just him surrounded by women. <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> is that what your heaven looks like? No. Oh, okay. But what I mean, that's it's sort of reinforcing what I just keep saying, that this is really the best fictional place that you can have in any story. 
Yeah. What does your heaven look like? I mean, I already sort of mentioned it, but who can really get better than eternal paradise? Who can really get better than seeing all of the people that you don't have around anymore? You know, li- living on a cloud without a worry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would it have bacon? No. I, and, and here's the thing. I know that the, the whole point of this uh, podcast is for us to sort of elaborate. But on this one, I think it's important for me to say, at least for myself, I don't feel like anybody can really describe what heaven would be like. If you imagine heaven to truly be this divine eternal reward, it can't be just these sort of creature comforts that we've gotten used to on earth where you eat bacon and sit on the beach. You know what I mean? Ah, See, that sounds like a nice heaven though. It sounds like a nice life. Right. Well, I think in my heaven, I am able to fly, uh, talk to animals, eat lots of mac and cheese, be in an ice castle, but then go to the beach right afterward, uh, see dinosaurs and dragons, and everyone gets along really well. I'll visit you and yours. That sounds great. (laughs) So here we go. What if when you turn 30, you get to visit heaven? The whole entire universe gets to do this. All animals as well. We have to be very careful here with something like that, because I am of the opinion that everybody's life is very precious, especially the people that are, you know, just trying to make it day by day. If you know that when you die, you go to heaven and you get to see it and you like what you see, I feel like that would convince a lot of people that maybe, (gasps) just maybe, life is not worth living. Oh, no. Oh, that'd be so sad. So we got to be very careful with a hypothetical like this, because I think real life and the joys of reality are much better than the promise of heaven, even if it were to exist and it was great. And then you came back here and you're like, well, this sucks by comparison. I think that in its most optimistic form, you could use that as a way to just say, you know what? Now that I know that things will end up okay, I can live my life happy. I don't have to be sad because whenever I am sad, whenever things do get hard, I just know that things will end well. Oh my gosh. I don't like this idea. If they see heaven and they're like, wow, that's so much better than here. And then they live their life just not as happy. Wow. Maybe heaven shouldn't exist. But here's the thing, guys. Whether or whether or not it exists, what we know to exist is what's here. And you can make that whatever you want. And if you guys believe in an afterlife, if you believe in a paradise that after you die, you will live in forever and ever, look forward to that. But also try your best to live your life exactly how you want it to be. Try to help others live their best life too. Thanks guys for tuning in to the What If Cast. This is Christine and Justin. Hope you guys have great days, great lives. And if you believe so, great afterlives. See you on the next one.